I'm not uncomfortable with the idea of humans not having free will. Honestly, I would say that I'm indifferent. As long as I believe that I have free will, eh, what do I care? But I understand that some people may not be comfortable with this deterministic perspective, and for them, I offer these words on how free will might still be possible. Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? In case you haven't been following brain science over the last few years, I regret to inform you that a lot of really smart people have published a bunch of very serious papers on why we cannot possibly have free will. This development has been fueled mostly by brain scanning technology, which has shown that every single thing we do or think is controlled entirely by neurons. When you couple that with the fact that neurons behave in an entirely predictable manner to any given stimuli, there isn't a lot of room left in the process for free will. Some psychologists are already debating the best way to present this disturbing new reality to the public, or whether to share this information with the public at all. I don't have a position on that debate, but I do feel that the debate itself may be premature. With so much attention focused on how neurons work, there hasn't been much discussion about how and when they fail. And even less discussion about a mysterious force that I call... The unexpected unpredictability of really large numbers. Welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? I first became fascinated with large numbers when Ross Perot came on the scene in 1992. Prior to Ross, when I imagined somebody fabulously rich, I imagined a millionaire. But Perot changed that. He was something spicier, more exotic, maybe even a little bit mysterious. Ross Perot was a billionaire. I set out to understand this new class of wealth by imagining a run-of-the-mill millionaire going into McDonald's, to McDonald's and ordering a burger, one after the other, over and over again, until they ran out of money, with the disinterested cashier dutifully asking, Would you like fries with that? 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 Rounding the cost of a 1992 McDonald's hamburger to an even $1 and allowing five seconds for each transaction, I calculated that $1 million would keep this scene running for 57 consecutive days if McDonald's were open 24-7. If only. I was very surprised to find that $1 billion, however, would keep this scene running for over 158 years. Let me repeat that. $1 million equates to less than eight weeks. $1 billion equates to more than one and a half centuries.
$100 billion would stretch this scene out for over 15,000 years. And that's how many neurons we have. 100 billion. Now, we may have a very good understanding of how a single neuron works, but when you put 100 billion of them together, unexpected things are bound to happen. Think about genetic mutations. DNA knows exactly how to reproduce itself, but every now and then, a single unexpected error can occur that permanently changes an entire species moving forward. How can we be certain that a single neuron might not make an error that similarly disrupts our brain activity? Isn't it possible that just as species depend on chance mutations to evolve, that the brain depends on chance errors to be the seeds from which actions of free will develop? Imagine your neurons are like the molecules of a supercooled liquid. As long as the environment remains pristine with no random bits of noise or impurity, the supercooled liquid remains a liquid. But as soon as some impurity is introduced, it acts as a seed and every molecule alters its behavior to fall in line. The liquid becomes a solid. There are no pristine environments in nature, and maybe that's on purpose. Maybe nature depends on errors to seed development. A single mistake can alter everything, and with 100 billion neurons in our brain, there are a lot of opportunities for a single mistake. I think this rigid cause-and-effect model for neurons behaving like dominoes, obediently knocking each other over in a neat and linear fashion, will ultimately not withstand scrutiny. For me personally, the entire discussion of free will sounds a little naive. It presupposes that we can isolate ourselves from our surroundings in the first place, that we exist apart from everything else. And the older I get, the less likely that seems. Wherever you stand on this debate, I invite you all to exercise your free will, real or illusionary, and raise a glass with me to this awesome, crazy, beautiful universe that we call home. <laughs>